Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert, brought to us by By the Yard and Cardinal Corner. We'll talk to uh, Jim in just a moment. If you'd like to enjoy nature's entertainment, I hope you see my friends Pam and Lee from Cardinal Corner. Cardinal Corner has a huge selection of squirrel-proof feeders that will attract all kinds of birds, from robins to morning doves, from cardinals to finches. And if you want to attract hummingbirds, Cardinal Corner has a spectacular selection of hummingbird feeders and swings as well. So many different types of bird feeders they have there, wind chimes, things like that. You're going to find yourself browsing for quite some time at Cardinal Corner. Of course, they have the freshest bird seed around. Get that monthly newsletter. Have you subscribed yet? All kinds of tips and stories to subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Stop in. See Lee and Pam. They're in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy is at the uh, Newport Center location. They always like to talk with you, 651-455-6556, or again online at cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner really is more than just a birdseed store. Good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. It is officially 75 now in the Twin Cities. All right. I couldn't decide here. I, I wrote... I wrote down seventy four. It was be, it was seemed like closer to seventy four out here. Anyway, uh, seventy four here on the shore of Lake Waconia, about thirty miles west of downtown Minneapolis. The sky is nearly clear. Um, Lake Waconia is calm, and from our yard, I'm listening to and right now Northern Cardinals singing. Also. I've uh, been hearing a house wren singing Baltimore and Song Sparrow and and I walked outside in the in the backyard a little bit and deer flies started falling Uh-oh. already. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh well. It still is a beautiful morning. You just have to protect yourself from from those those things. Uh sunrise five forty one. Sunset eight fifty seven. So today in the Twin Cities area, we have 15 hours, 16 minutes of daylight. We have lost 10 minutes of daylight since last Sunday, and now a total of 20 minutes have been lost since June 21st, the solstice when summer began in the Northern Hemisphere. The normal high for today is 84, the normal low 65. Records for today... July 15th in the Twin Cities, high was set 30 years ago, 1988, 102. So 102 is our record high, record low, 49, 49, uh, set in 1912. On this date, in 1907, we have a record precipitation or rainfall, 1.87 inches. And that doesn't seem like much when you start listening to the totals of rain that have fallen on some days in parts of Minnesota in the last month or two. The 
waxing crescent moon rises at 8.45 this morning and sets at 11.01 uh, this evening. First quarter moon uh, is this coming Thursday, July 19th, and full moon is Friday, July 27th. The planet Venus is in the west and very bright, about a half hour after sunset. Tonight, the moon will be right near the planet Venus. So if you're kind of wondering what that bright star-like thing is near the moon tonight, that's Venus. This may be the week we see the first adult Canada geese flying again after molting their flight feathers in June. Many young geese that hatch this spring are testing their new wing feathers, so whole family groups will be seen in the air soon. I haven't seen any flying yet. I haven't had any reports, but it's going to happen in the next few days. The many new uh, garden hosta flowers are providing a source of for nectaring ruby-throated hummingbirds. Red mulberry fruit is still available for American robins, cedar waxwings, great catbirds, and us human outdoor enthusiasts looking for a snack. I love eating those mulberries. Male annual cicadas sing loudly and shrilly. Their buzzing seems to intensify with the warmth. Yes, I finally heard them <laughs> on July 11th. Finally heard my first ones. Now, when many other birds have stopped singing, the male house wren, uh, wrens fill the backyards with their loud, bubbling songs, and northern cardinals continue to sing. And that's because both of these species are still involved in nesting. They're called recurrent nesters, and they nest it twice each summer. American goldfinches feed heavily on wild and naturalized thistle seeds and line their nests with a thistle down. They are late nesters getting started now because they wait for the thistle seeds and down to be available. There's all kinds of things happening outdoors right now. As I mentioned last Sunday, a good share of Minnesota lakes are considered to be warm water lakes, so their surface temperatures can be expected to rise to 80 degrees or a bit higher during hot spells in July and August. Mike Check from Pequot Lakes reports that Sibley Lake, that's right on the edge of town of the city of Pequot Lakes, has had a water temperature of 78 degrees this past Friday. I wouldn't be surprised if that one hits 80 soon. Keith Radel from Faribault has spent a few days at Pokegama uh, Lake at Grand Rapids. He has noticed banded purple and great spangled fritillary butterflies, plus lots of monarchs, and his brother Bruce saw a large polyphemus moth attracted to a, a lighted cabin window a couple of nights, right around 11 o'clock. Bruce and Keith Radel report that the water temperature of Pokegama Lake early last evening was also 78. Part of our family, including three of our grandsons, were out on Lake Waconia swimming off the pontoon boat early yesterday evening. I measured the water temperature and found it to be a warm 84. I couldn't believe it. 
<laughs> but I felt like it. We were celebrating Harrison Gilbert's third birthday, and he was having a ball throwing things in, not things in the water. We had a foot, small football, and he was throwing it out to his dad. He did not want to jump off the pontoon boat, though, and that's fine because he needs few swimming lessons before he does that. Accurate surface water temperatures of lakes should be taken in water at least five feet deep, and then you put the thermometer down about a foot. Captain Rob Herring from Optimum uh, Fishing Charters out of Barker's Island at Superior, Wisconsin, reports that the surface water temperature of Lake Superior yesterday morning off the French River was 56.3 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 56.3. That's cold. And 50 feet down was only 47.6. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. You think, oh, boy. And, you know, every once in a while, I, you're, you, you can be along Lake Superior in the summertime and watching people jump in. Every time they do that, you hear them yelling. And <laughs> they, hey, this is cold stuff. Uh, Diana Dave Herring from the Waterville area reported that um, pods are forming on their soybean plants. Many cornfields in the area are tasseling. On a dewy, humid morning like yesterday, orb spiderwebs glisten in the tall, grassy spots. Last week, Diane and Dave Herring were in the Ely area and report that wild blueberries and service berries are ripe and ripening. See, they don't all ripen at the same time. So you don't have to worry if you go out looking for blueberries and think, oh, I'm only seeing these green ones. That means bears have been by feasting or somebody's been out picking. Just wait a few days or even a day or two and go out and dry again. You'll find ripe ones. My brother David notes, notes that wild blueberries in the jack pine forest near Itasca State Park are ripe and ripening. Locally grown sweet corn is now available in parts of southern Minnesota and has been since about July 11th. Mike and Colleen Klingelhut grow acres of sweet corn on their farm just southeast of Waconia and have a corn stand open daily next to the Senex station along Highway 5 right in Waconia. So a lot of these people that are growers are now out, you know, selling the sweet corn. I think it's really good this year. We've already had two meals. Julie Brophy from Victoria reports, Many hostas are in full bloom with bees and hummingbirds visiting the flowers for nectar. The sounds of summer now are house wrens, gray catbirds, northern cardinals all singing, blue jays, and, and she says, and blue jays and Baltimore Orioles are fledgling, or the fledglings are begging for food, and they do this by moving their wings up and down quickly, and then they make all these neat sounds. And, of course, and another sound she's hearing in the backyard, cicadas are buzzing. Not as often as she thought with the hot weather. And as I mentioned, I finally heard the cicadas buzzing just just a few days ago. This past Wednesday, uh, July 11th, Sandy Knight joined a bus load uh, with others, uh, from McIntyre's Fine Foods. Uh, it's a, a large grocery store here in Waconia. And we, anyway, we're on their annual tour of Huntites 
vegetable farm near Waverly. Kim McEnthune and his daughter, Jessa, hosted the tour. Jerry and Sue Unkite began this vegetable farm 48 years ago. Uh, Jerry was our guide uh, for the farm tour. About 50 crops are raised on the Untight's vegetable, vegetable farm, including some fruits such as apples, raspberries, strawberries, cantaloupe, watermelon, and vegetables such as cucumbers, onions, green beans, broccoli, and, of course, sweet corn, which has been ready since the 11th of, of July. Untight's farm is large. Over 100 workers out there, 1,400 acres, including 40 acres under tall plastic tunnels. This farm produces all of the sweet corn for the Minnesota State Fair. At noon, we enjoyed the first year sweet corn and salads featuring tomatoes and cucumbers, and then we had broths from McIntoon's Fine Foods. It was really fun to be out on the farm and seeing where some of our food is coming from. Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield report that with lots of dew, the orb spider webs show up nicely in the sunlight. They did yesterday morning, and I'm sure they are again this morning. And they said, deer flies are still numerous and bothersome. So it's not around Waconia where the deer flies are. I think they're all over CCO land. Still Baltimoreans coming to Grape Jelly Feeder and the, and the great catbirds also. Lots of tasseling seen in cornfields, and locally grown sweet corn is now being sold. This is in the Northfield area. Marlene has been collecting monarch, butterfly, eggs, and caterpillars, and she raises and releases monarch butterflies, and she's had some really good results this summer. Tom and Lisa Bovers from Faribault, yesterday uh, evening they walked at Riverbend Nature Center on some of the trails just to find out what they could hear, and they came up with this list. Common yellow throats, both sedge and house wrens, field sparrow, northern cardinals were singing, American goldfinches calling and singing, singing, a pair of barred owls was hooting, and green frogs were calling. And they heard, and they've been hearing, not last night, but they've been hearing the annual cicadas buzzing, and they said they hear them more often in the city than out in the country. Mary Brisland from Lutzen reports, fireweed has radiant rose-purple flowers. Creeping bellflower is blooming in ditches with the oxide daisies. Evening primrose and St. John's wort also blooming. And she has been seeing a good number of monarch butterflies this summer. Art and Barb Straub, uh, retired teachers who still teach part-time and work with a lot of kids. Anyway, they're from Lesseur and Henderson. They point out that one season slides slowly, slowly into the next. Summer has just arrived, and yet there are signs that time is passing quickly. Local Canada geese have molted. The goslings are capable of flight. Thus, geese will be in the air soon. Swallows, like tree and barn swallow species, gather on electrical lines west of Henderson by the hundreds. Scarlet tanager males are molting their bright crimson feathers, turning them a common olive green color. And and also 
We have shorebirds that are moving through. Those are just some of the signs that that see one season slides slowly another, but we've got a lot of summer left. So we have time for some more? Or we're... We have, yeah, about two or three minutes. Okay. Um, i got to find the right page here. There we go. I, I remember when uh, I was first doing Nature Notes and, and things for WCCO Radio about, I don't know, 35, 40 years ago. I come into the station, and many people, including you, and, and Howard Viken and all these people would come in, and they'd have stacks of papers, and they'd underline, and they'd come in and set them down on their on their desk to go through on their on their different shows. So that's what I've got here. Anyway, uh, Minnesota prairies are a great place to see colorful wildflowers right now. A prairie is defined generally as a natural grassland composed of native perennial grasses and herbaceous plants, many of which are truly beautiful wildflowers. Before European settlers arrived in what is now Minnesota, the prairie covered more than one-third of the area. That was about 18 million acres of prairie that stretched from across the state, starting in the southeast and going towards and ending up in the northwest. It didn't take long to find out that the fertile prairie soil grew good farm crops, so most of the prairie was plowed up. Today, less than 1% of the prairie remains. These prairies are, you know, are, are remnants, and now we should have a few thousand acres of restored prairies, but they need our protection since they are the remaining link to a world that lived six to 10,000 years ago. Prairies are spectacular, especially now in mid-July with waves of wind-blown grasses and colorful wildflowers, plus interesting birds, mammals, reptiles, insects, and more. Early European travelers described our Minnesota and upper Midwest prairies as garden-like. And, and that's true because over 200 species of, of plants live on the prairies. In addition to being aesthetically Appealing prairies are a gene pool for organisms that may serve us in the future. Anyone having the opportunity to visit a prairie now, such as the Schaefer Prairie, it's a 160-acre relic in McLeod County, or a restored prairie like at Linnaeus Arboretum in St. Peter at State College, or there's one uh, restored prairie at the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. Anyway. If you get to there, on one of these prairies, you will see the butterfly milkweed, one of the brightest and most conspicuous of northern wildflowers. It's topped with blazing orange flowers, and unlike other milkweeds, this plant has no milky juice. Both white and and purple uh, prairie clovers are now in bloom. They're really unique, neat. Um, Black-eyed Susans, prairie phlox, Oxide, uh, Monarda, Culver's root. I spent more than an hour this past Thursday, uh, late morning, walking on the trails of Linnaeus Arboretum Restored Prairie at Gustavus Adolphus College. I saw the tall grasses moving in the wind and the wildflowers that I listed above, plus at least a dozen more, such as purple coneflower, gray headed coneflower, 
long-headed coneflower. Out on the prairie, monarch butterflies were were numerous. I saw many of them. American goldfinches were vocal, and I was fortunate enough to see a clear-winged sphinx moth that resembled a bumblebee. It was working over blazing star flowers. You know, we just had a couple of things before we go, Jim, yeah, no, uh, about a no. good year for monarch butterflies. This uh, texture says from Shoreview, uh, uh, folks in Lionel Lakes have seen a, a turtle uh, lay eggs in their yard and uh, also, uh, what is it, a sphinx moth, you call it, right? Yes, the sphinx moth. It's also called a hummingbird moth because they hover in front of flowers. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thank you for the report, uh, our listeners. And, Jim, let's talk some more next week. What do you say? I sure look forward to it. Me too. Thank you, Jim. You have a good week. You too. Nation knows next week here on 830 WCCO.